fuckers! Welcome to another edition of Sex and Other Human Activities. My name is Sarah Benincasa. And my name is Marcus Parks. You can reach us both at twitter.com slash Benincasa and twitter.com slash Parks. This is the show where we talk about sex and one other human activity. We give advice. We get into it. We get deep. We get squishy, we get gushy, we get sticky, we get stinky. <laughs> we help solve your problems. And we're so blessed to have listeners from all over the damn world, especially Great Britain. Lots of those in, you know, in, in the the sun never sets on the sex and other human activities <laughs> empire. And, uh, and we thank you for that. So... I gotta tell you, I'm getting to be a bigger fan of the Brits lately. Really, of our British fans? Well, just of British people in general. Well, yes, you do <laughs> enjoy having a mouthful of of Mother Britannia. <laughs> that is a thing. And God bless you. I don't blame you one bit. Um, you can email us if you've got questions or comments about the show, Sex and Other Human Activities. Sarah at sarahbenincasa dot com. That's S A R A at sarahbenincasa dot com. And I want to let you know that if you want to throw us some change, like tip us we have a donate button um over at cavecomedyradio.com cavecomedyradio.com on our sex and other human activities page yep cavecomedyradio.com slash sex and other human activities and you can donate it's a it's a paypal thing so uh we do this for free for fun and um you know as a service to humanity obviously but we can always use some help defraying costs of uh of teaching you how to fuck better so uh, if you want to throw us some change to show your appreciation that's awesome um otherwise at least at the very least please tell at least one friend who's never heard about the show that they really need to listen to sex and other human activities because it is a good time now marcus we do have a sponsor. Yeah, we do. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Our sponsor is sexcusemoi.com. Sexcusemoi. <laughs> of course. Sexcusemoi, which is uh, S-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-O-I.com. Mm-hmm. Sexcusemoi. Sexcusemoi. And sexcusemoi was created to be a place where the sassy, smart, and sexy purchase sophisticated, whimsical pleasure items. Mm-hmm. It, it's Man, they have such cool shit. They do. It's They've got so high-quality cool. shit to put in your vagina, your butthole, your mouth hole, <laughs> your ear hole if you want to. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I love it because like they have like like ebony dildos. Yeah. Like where like it's actually made of ebony. Yeah, actually made of it. You can sing ebony and ivory. Ebony and, and you can just bang yourself with it. <laughs> and just ivory. picture Michael Jackson, which is weird. And Paul McCartney. Uh, which is also weird. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, no, don't picture that. But do go to sexcusemois.com and use the code Sarah, S-A-R-A, to get 20% off your order at checkout. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh, Marcus. <laughs> oh, what a day. Marcus and I have been talking about so many things. Um, today and one of the things we talked about was that um, that my, that th- I think it's funny to picture an old man coming dust. <laughs> yes, and that's the noise that Marcus made, and I was like, "You need to do that on air <laughs> because that's great." Also, Marcus and I were talking, and in context, in conversation, he said, "Because you got to boil and bleach the bones." <laughs> To get the stench of death off him. (laughs) Because he was literally talking and showing me pictures of him and his dad boiling cow bones to get the stench of death off of them on their ranch in Texas. That's what I did on Christmas Day. And why? 
because it's a costume that Marcus wears. He <laughs> wants to put bones on his costume for the comedy band that he's in, which is very good. They're called the Cowmen. Thank you very much. Yeah, but I got a coyote skull. Uh, I got two big, huge cow ribs that I'm going to make drumsticks out of. I got a spinal column that I'm going to try to fix to my back. It's I'm gonna, a spinal column. Yeah, it's a really it's a cow spinal column, so oh it's really big. Oh my god! So that's it's so cool. It's pretty amazing. And uh, you know what? Maybe we'll put uh, maybe Marcus, you could put up a few of those pictures on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/sex and other human activities. Absolutely, that'd be fun for people to see, get to see a peek into your your world. When Marcus isn't in New York City, being hip and and being beloved by all the ladies, um, he is in Texas, being hip and being beloved by all the cows. <laughs> cows don't love anyone. Cows are dumb. Now tell me, I know we've got different human activities we can talk about, and there's one in particular that I think is key, but before we get to that one, a human activity I'd like to talk about is protecting yourself from a wild hog attack. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, there are uh, in the uh, where I grew up. There's a ton of wild hogs everywhere. They average about mm, three, four hundred pounds. Huge tusks, extremely aggressive, and uh, they will murder you if they can. Right. Uh, so uh, I have known quite a few people to be treed by wild hogs. Now, what does that mean? That means that you. Have have to climb up a tree in order to survive and the wild hog will just kind of sit down there and wait for you will it bite you it will bite you if it yeah if it gets you down on the ground yeah will it it'll eat your bite flesh? you yes have you known anyone who's been bit or gored i've known people that have come very close like people who ran were running away from the hog and had to get back in there had to get in their truck and the hog ran into their car door and put a huge dent in it wow yeah, and they drove off. Oh my god! Yeah, a car, a wild hog can be hit by a car going seventy miles an hour uh, and walk away. Now, are these creatures the type where if you don't bother them, they won't bother you? No, they'll come after you. If they see you, they'll they'll attack. Oh my god! Yeah, they're okay. horrible creatures. So, what do I do to avoid to avoid this? And and how? Like, let's say that I have six thousand acres in Texas. Yes. Um, and I got a bunch of you know wild hogs on there, but I also got grandkids and shit, and I don't want them to get. You know, eaten or gored, what would I do? Don't let them wander around the ranch at night because wild hogs are nocturnal creatures. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. What Although, now? Tell me about the boo box. <laughs> the boo box, uh, which I will also post pictures of. Good. Wild hog trap made out of uh, just a whole bunch of metal. It looks like chicken wire, but it has to be stronger than that. It's much stronger yeah. than that. Yeah, it's reinforced. Uh, yeah, just a just metal, just a lot of metal. And uh, whenever you uh, threaten children uh, that if they're bad, you're going to put them in the boo box. Did your parents threaten you that? Uh, my parents didn't threaten me that, no, but our th- our threats have gotten much more creative with my niece and nephew. That, well, they need to. Kids today yeah. are wild. Yeah, my niece is a monster. So um, how do the wild hogs get into the boo box? Because it's a big, it's basically literally a big box that looks like it's made of chicken wire, but it's much like stronger than that. Um, how do you attract the beast to get them in there? Uh, you put food in there, something like uh, corn. Like they really and the like food corn peanuts. Triggers what a trap of some kind. They get into the, uh, they go into the boo box, and then once they start eat, like once they get past a certain point, the a trap door slams in behind them. And then what do you do with the the wild hog? You sell them to pe- there are people that'll buy them, or you just shoot them. Do they eat? Do they eat them? Are they good eating? They're not that great eating. But what we used to do, uh, and what people still do, but where I remember uh, in high school, whenever we'd have parties, you'd have somebody kill a wild hog, uh, and then just you know cook, just cook the entire thing, and then you just put a big pile of. 
cork on a table and everyone just kind of grabs a handful and eats it. Yeah, pig. <laughs> wow. Pig picking, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. Marcus is hardcore, you guys. <laughs> like, I had, hadn't ever seen pictures of his home. Other than him, he takes an annual um, gun photo with a different gun. Yeah. And I had seen the gun photos, but I had it. And, and you did a few this year. I did quite a few, yeah. yeah. Well, I got two different guns. I got the AR-15 and my brother's .30-06. So there's a lot of guns going on. <laughs> he showed me a picture of his little, like, she's maybe four years old. Uh, five. She's five, niece with her first gun. It's yeah. a BB gun. It's a pink BB gun oh lord (laughs) (laughs) but we're all very well trained in gun safety Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's that's a good thing i've only been shot once well, you had a friend who got shot. We talked about gun safety. Yeah. Uh, he got shot in the butt with a BB gun, right? Uh, we shot him in the hand with oh, a okay. BB gun. Yeah, this was just a few months ago. <laughs> we were trying. My friend Nixon was trying to shoot him in the ass uh, to be just, you know, oh, goodness to be gracious. hilarious. What's going on there? Sorry. And, uh, oh, it's quite all right. Because we were uh, sitting in his backyard uh, shooting beer bottles with a BB gun, just Fine. getting wasted, drinking whiskey. Uh, and <laughs> and my friend was setting up the next bottle, and my friend Nixon like leans over me he's like fucking check this out motherfucker and he just takes aim and then right at the moment whenever he pulls the trigger my friend wes puts his hand down and just shot him right in the hand and his hand turned black oh and he's also a guitarist oh no and like you know plays out and actually like makes money doing it Uh, so you just basically like completely destroyed his ability to make a living for a little bit that's cool for for like a week and my brother shot me once on accident with a bb uh no with a shotgun no with 12 gauge yeah shot me in the chest he shot you in the chest with a 12 gauge pretty much on my heart but i mean he shot like if it was if he was closer then i would have died how old were you 10 and where did the bullet land uh well it's a shotgun so it sprays there's like a big it's like little tiny bbs and it you know sprays out so the further away you are the less effective it is uh so i just got like peppered uh in my chest it didn't it knocked me back and knocked me down and my dad had to dig out the one of the bbs with a pocket knife well no no anesthesia no why did he have to dig it out right then why couldn't they wait for a doctor there's no reason to go to the doctor if you can do it yourself you didn't go to the doctor Mm -mm. oh my god (laughs) You got shot in the chest with a shotgun when you were ten, and you didn't go to the doctor. And in uh, and in tech, but I'll I'll say this in Texas, I'm considered like I'm a city boy. Like I'm like one. Yeah, of the, I'm sure you're. I'm like one of the. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a city faggot. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what I am. Like I go back. Those motherfuckers are hardcore. Like wow. they are insane. And they all have this haunted look in their eyes. Yeah, because they've been—they've probably been bit by crazy critters. <laughs> that's some fuck. I mean, that's some serious. Like, that is some lonesome dove shit. Oh yeah, lonesome dove. Like Larry McMurtry is uh, one of my dad's favorite. It's like Larry McMurtry is like the family author. Like we all love Larry. Like Last Picture Show, uh, Lonesome Dove, um, Brokeback Mountain was one Larry McMurtry wrote. No, no, he didn't do Brokeback. That was Annie Dillard, I think. And Pool. And Pool. Yeah, and Pool. Well, I think that no. Uh, was Le- no, Larry McMurtry wrote the screenplay. He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's re- why it was so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sexy writer. I mean, I can't yeah. handle your stories. <laughs> They're too good to be no, true. These kids, no, these those guys out there, and they live forever. Like they spend all their time around poison, constantly getting injured all the time. Like there's this one guy got his back broken by getting thr- like trying to break a horse, got thrown off the horse, broke his back, and. Uh, 
completely recovered from it. Wow. And still, like, breaks. And just got, as soon as he could start breaking horses again, he started doing it. Tough <sighs> motherfuckers. Like, I mean, out of this world tough. And they live until the, they live in the, into their, like, 80s. And they don't stop working until, like, their late 60s, early 70s. Wow. Yeah. And they drink a lot. Like, I mean, a lot. Like, you think I drink a lot. Like, I, I mean, I, I pride myself on being able to drink. Mm. I can do it. I can hold my liquor. Those guys, I'm not even close to them. Like, they're just insane. Wow. Oh, and this uh, crazy Cajun named Rook made, the, made us the best etouffee I've ever had in my life whenever I was home. Was he a far ranch hand? Uh, no, he's a hunter. I just picture your life very. I picture a lot of of mice and men. <laughs> so even though that was California, I picture a lot of lonesome dove. And then there's like you with your your hip, your Daniel Johnston T-shirt <laughs> and your frayed jeans and your cute face just showing up and like being like, "Hey guys, let's record some podcasts." <laughs> That's what, well, part of what gives CaveComedyRadio.com. That is everything that gives CaveComedyRadio.com its special flavor. And speaking of which, most of my family do, has no idea what I do. That's awesome. Like, no clue. Because it's not, it's, it's not worth the argument or the conversation. Like, my parents and my immediate family, like, they listen and they love all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. they're very just Your huge. family supportive. Gigantic. Couldn't be more supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, my mom listens to this show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Hi, and, Ms. Parks. Hey, hey Mom. Um, and my brothers listen to it. Yes, and it's, they and it's do. yeah, and it's it's awesome. Uh, but my extended family, uh, some of them are are fairly Christian, mm-hmm. like pretty Christian, uh, and a little more conservative. So we just don't really talk about that. My grandparents, oh, they have no idea. My papa, though, my dad's dad, uh, he loves. I I don't know anyone who enjoys like stories from New York more than he does. Oh, cool. Especially stories about women. Oh like, my god! And like romantic conquests and and all that. Like he loves it. Like loves hearing about it. You're like I fucked her. <laughs> uh, I love him to pieces. There's a, he's one of my favorite people in the entire world. That's he's awesome. a World War II veteran. Uh, was at Bikini Atoll. Like Whoa. got to like saw it. He saw some bikinis. <laughs> He definitely saw some bikinis. Uh, and, yeah, he's just a, a wonderful man. Uh, but, I mean, extremely pe- – I come from an extremely pessimistic family. Uh, like, just absolutely – I mean, just a worst-case scenario at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I try- I don't see you being that way. I see you generally being cheerful. You, you When you go into your darknesses, like when you have a depressive, you know, time – then you're going to be dark. Or if somebody really disappoints you, like then you're going to be dark. But generally, you're pretty upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah. I try to get, like, get like whenever I'll, I'll like, call my dad and, like, tell him some good news. Uh, like, I just, just got hired here at the Creek. Yeah. Uh, as technical director, which is pretty sweet. Marcus is technical director of the Creek in the Cave, creeklic.com. Check it out and come hang out with us, please. Creek in the Cave, ab- t- absolute best comedy venue in the entire city, 1093 Jackson Avenue. If you're visiting New York, uh, all you international and, and listeners outside of the city, come to a show at the Creek. You're going to love it. And I'm always here. You got shows, I'd say 90% of them are completely free. Yeah. <laughs> there's like two 90, shows. 98% Yeah, of there's them. like two yeah. shows you might have to pay for and they're five bucks or less. And, and it's five bucks and uh, uh, a 
a can of beer. And they, it gets you a can of beer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, so a, it's a And one of them is uh, Pat Dixon's Nearly Naked Lady Hour. But you get to see naked people. It's not nearly naked at all. It is completely nude. It's disturbing. And I'll be honest. <laughs> Pat Dixon from the New York City Crime Report, of course. Let me tell you a thing that happened at Nearly Naked Lady Hour one time. This girl was shaving her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, the show started with a girl shaving her pussy. That was the first thing that happened. Started with a girl shaving her pussy on stage. No while the on, got, while the pianist on stage was playing a very uh, a very romantic Rolling Stone song. And she shaves it into what, like a bucket of water? It's like just a big slop bucket, a right. big bucket uh-huh. of water. Yeah. Okay. And she shaves it into that, and there's soap and stuff, and she's doing it all okay. Then... At some point later in the evening... By the way, the bucket is filled with pubic hair and shaving cream. Some point later in the evening, a comedian jokingly... Comedian Danny Solomon. Joke, comedian Danny Solomon. What did he say? He'd pay a dollar? He said that he would pay somebody $5 to drink uh, a wine glass full of the pussy water. Right. And comedian Amber Nelson... One of the best female comedians in the entire city. I love one her to the, death. One of the uh, very, uh, a very talented comedian. Let's get it. Not nah, it doesn't matter. She's got okay. A pussy. I know. She's I know. A goddamn I know. talented comedian. She's a ridiculously talented comedian. I don't make the. I I don't make these things. It's it's the the ladies you fucking make misogynist. The ah, I'm kidding. Marcus okay. loves women and is like one of the biggest supporters of ladies. Yeah, I, I love the ladies. But she uh, volunteered and went up on stage. Got a wine glass full of the pussy juice, uh, chugged it down through and through the wine glass on stage, sending broken glass everywhere. And whenever Danny Solomon asked her what she's going to spend the $5 on, she said, cigarettes. <laughs> Which is the best possible answer. Please note, you this is give. a beautiful girl doing this. Yeah, this she is some ab- hog. No, she is absolutely gorgeous. This is a beautiful girl doing this. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ on a cracker. <laughs> I can't. I, I would love to have her on this show sometime. We need to have her on this yeah, show. Yeah, because I yeah. know people tend to not like you guys. You the the longtime listeners tend to not like it when we have guests on because we generally don't. Uh, we generally don't, and also because it can take a little way a little bit from some of the precious banter you've come to love from me and Marcus, <laughs> but I can almost guarantee that Amber would only enhance it. Only, I can yeah. guarantee that, actually, oh, yeah. fully. There's no almost about it. Yeah, she runs a great show in Brooklyn that I also run tech for in, in Greenpoint called Mustache Party. Runs it with Annie Letterman and uh, Ashley Brooke Roberts. Do Roberts. they wear mustaches? No, they just have mustaches. They're very hairy women. Yeah, they're yeah. very hairy. <laughs> they're all Greek. And they're yeah. very hairy women. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we had a, a young lad write us something yeah. that I think was lovely, um, and it has to do with the Facebook. And if you're listening, by the way, I, I really encourage you to um, look up my friend Livia Scott's really, really funny music video. She just released it. I'm in it for two seconds. Um, it is was taped here at the Creek in the Cave. It's called I Like You Better on Facebook. And if you Google Livia Scott, L-I-V-I-A, or you just Google, you know, put it in quotes, I Like You Better on Facebook, um, you can see it. It is just awesome, and I think it's going to totally blow up. It's great. It's fantastic. I love it. And Livia is also a, a sexy, sexy woman. She looks really pretty in that video, She looks she? amazing in that video. And, I, and she can sing so beautifully, and I told her, just, this is what you need to do. You need to do musical comedy. Like, you just yeah. need to. This is what you need to do. It's definitely I love your characters. Calling. You're great at characters, but you need to make videos like this because people love it. Yeah, they absolutely do. Oh, the magic. But our first letter is from uh, one of uh, the biggest 
like one of, one of the biggest uh, fans of Cave Comedy Radio and just like a generally great guy. Uh, he's he what does, we call a CCR super fan. <laughs> he's a he's a caver. He's a caver. That's what we like to he's call. He's a spelunker. <laughs> Actually, that's totally what I'm going to start calling fans of CCR. Hi, Spelunkers. How you doing? Hey there, you little Spelunkers. Hello. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we're, But he wants us to use a, a separate name. Okay. Uh, so what are we going to call him? Let's call him... Um, let's call him Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll call him Nick Cave. So Nick Cave wrote to us. All right. And he says, I listen to sex and other human activities. I think you guys are awesome and rad, and yep. I love everything yep. that Cave Comedy Correct. Radio and Sarah Benincasa has to offer. Duh. You guys have helped me many a hard time and make me laugh when I truly need it. And this is in all caps, I need help. I am a gay teen in high school from the same state as Marcus, and I told my parents that I'm gay. My mom is uh, a religious black Christian who thinks this is wrong and, uh, and ignores it when she can. My father is an atheist who is okay with it. He's always been okay with gay marriage. But he's from India, and they just legalized being gay in general uh, in the last five years. Uh, so he's adjusting. It's one thing to agree in theory, but another when you find out that your son is a flaming homo. We never talk about it as a family. They both never saw it coming. Both my mother and my father both uh, told me not to tell anyone till I'm older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he told his entire high school anyway two days ago through Facebook. He did a Facebook yeah, post. Kid, Nick that, Cave. Yeah, Nick Cave. This kid, Nick Cave, did a Facebook post where just came right out and said, hey, guys, I'm gay. He is South Blasian. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's. I was thinking Blindian, but yeah. he is South Blasian, which is a, a pretty rare combo. A very rare he put combo. put together a black person and, and an Indian person. And a it's black pretty. Christian and uh, an Indian atheist. Yeah, so, you've, so that's a South... Blasian, mm-hmm. and he we I don't think we should say specifically. Did did you say already where he lives? Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. He's from so Texas. yeah. So he's from there, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, he. Let's just say he's not from Austin, <laughs> and that's really all you need to know is yeah. that he's not from Austin. So that that puts you in a very interesting kind of not at all setting. So he says about the Facebook uh, post, over 100 people liked it, and it feels awesome to be out and open, like the best feeling that he's ever felt. That's awesome. Congratulations, Nick Cave. Uh, from what he can tell, uh, his parents have not found out. They will, uh, and I'm going back into first person here. Mm-hmm. They will because my parents are friends with people at my school like teachers. Uh, he says, my father and I, I know will explode, but be okay with it. My mother will explode and continue to explode until she blows up all of Texas and the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest problem here is that my parents' relationship is not the best, to say the least. Let's just say that they're still married, but bets are that they will split soon. Uh, they haven't said anything but we all know my basic question is what can i do to help this situation i know i messed up coming out you didn't uh by the way but how can i make my family okay with this also with adding on the tension of uh, a tense marriage my friends already suggested that i wait until they split and stay with my dad that's not an option they will be together for some time i really hope that you answer this because i'm so scared and alone on this you're freaked out scared gay teen fan 
Nick Cave. Nick Cave. First of all, you're not alone on this. A hundred people liked it on Facebook. Now that's yeah. a big thing. I've got five thousand Facebook friends, and I don't get a hundred. If I get like forty likes, if I'm super lucky, and I've put up a particularly sexy photo of myself where my titties are almost out, mm-hmm. like you know, that is just an extraordinary thing to have all those people support you and say that they like it. You're gonna get some. You might get some haterade. You might not. But I mean. I have to imagine that you, as a kid in not Austin, Texas, um, as a as a South Blasian kid, have experienced some haterade and some some nastiness in the fa- in the past. So you are uh, uniquely well suited to handle this, actually. Um, oddly enough, but uh, I I think. Uh, this is what I think. I think you need to tell your mom and dad, don't let them hear secondhand. I think you need to, whether you sit them down individually or you sit them down together, I don't know. But I think you ought to be proactive because if they find out from somebody else, they're going to feel... Not only will they feel whatever they feel, you know, whether it's anger, resentment, fear, relief, uh, confirmation of something they already knew probably or whatever it is, they're also going to feel betrayal. Well, he said that he's he's already come out. He came out to his parents before he came out to, you know, did it on oh, Facebook. Oh, wait, I'm confused. Hold on. He came out to mom and dad. F- no, no, they no, don't he know. Can't, he can't, no, they know. He came out to mom and dad. They just didn't want him to tell anyone else. Oh. That's the thing. They He came out to his parents first, mm-hmm. uh, and but they didn't. His, his mom said, don't tell anybody. Like, okay. just keep this under wraps. And he told... Everybody, right? You know, well, he, he did it in the most public form possible, and his his okay. biggest thing. I'm so sorry, I misunderstood. His biggest thing, I, I think, is that he feels like he's added tension to an already tense marriage. That he's added something to his parents' life that they that he thinks they don't need right now. But uh, and he he feels essentially he feels bad about. He thinks that he's putting some sort of burden on his parents. <laughs> No, can't worry about that. Um, no. Your parents' problems are their problems. Yeah, they're, they're not adults. Yours. They're grown-ups. Yeah. They're separate individuals. You should be proud of yourself for being who you are, for being strong about it, and say, you know, tell them, you know, it was courageous of me to do this, if, if, if they get up in your business. And I, I would say, tell them that you came out to people. Mm-hmm. Tell them you came out to other folks. And then if they're like, well, oh, no, no one had to know, you can say, well, a lot of people could tell anyway, or a lot of people already knew. Because probably a lot of people did already know. I'm sure. And he said that they came out as, uh, or his parents were very, like, they didn't see it coming or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And Nick Cave... I I've seen you on Facebook quite a bit. If your parents didn't know, then they were lying to themselves. You are gay, Nick Cave. <laughs> you are. You are gay, Nick Cave. You are gay, and yeah, I I knew you were gay before you even came out on Facebook. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah you're gay. That's yeah. a gay kid. Yeah, that's totally a gay kid. Yeah, you are a yeah. gay kid, and yeah. that's totally awesome. And I'm sure you're. And the, the fact that he got so many likes on Facebook uh, that means that everybody knew and was just waiting for it because we all have that. You know, we've all had that friend in the past mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, dude stop like i'm gonna like what is that? i think david cross had that joke about guys that are like i'm gonna go out and get some fucking pussy tonight <laughs> 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 like, yeah you just 
you just know, you know. Like and then you some, do have those friends who half come out who'll be like, "I'm bisexual." Now, mm-hmm. I do believe that bisexuality is a real thing. Oh, of course, I believe it's real for men and for women. I honestly do. And um, but a lot of times when somebody says they're bisexual, it's just because they're like trying to deal with the fact that they're gay. Yeah, they're, especially when it's a dude. Yeah, they're dipping their foot into the water. I'm bisexual, like maybe, but I've every guy friend I've ever had who has said he's bisexual has just ended up being gay. Now yeah. I know some of you bisexual men out there are going to get pissed at me. So I want to say I know that you're real and you exist, Um, especially since guys are just guys are not too discriminating about like where they put their junk as long as it feels good. Absolutely. So moist hole. That's really all we ask for. It's a moist hole. Maybe it's more ridged than another. Oh, Oh, a butthole. I feel real weird right now. I just by the way, uh, off topic, Nick Cave, I drank a bunch of what's called rocket fuel from this place, Sweet Leaf, that's next door. And um, I'm just telling Nick Cave as if he's he's hanging out with us. And it's chicory, espresso, maple syrup, and I think like whole milk and Uh sugar. And I feel kooky. (laughs) I was feeling so kooky. I was feeling, Marcus and I were eating lunch. And they started playing the Rolling Stones song, Gimme Shelter, and I freaked out and had to walk around at the creek in the cave to, like, walk off the jitterbugs. And then whenever, uh, after lunch, whenever uh, we were going to buy cigarettes, and I had stopped off at Sweet Leaf to get some coffee of my own, uh, Sarah just pretty much spent the entire time walking up and down the block. Yeah, I couldn't go inside. <laughs> like, couldn't go inside. It was, it was too small. Yeah, I was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> So that's where I'm at right now. So I I would, I'm going to go ahead and, you know what, I'm going to blame that for me misunderstanding your letter, <laughs> even though I understood it the first time around, and I'm, I think I wrote back to you, but this time I'm just, my head's all over the place. I'm just jumbly bumbly. Yeah. Any hoozles. I mean, I w- you should be proud of yourself for being who you really are and tell your parents, just, you can you say your parents, well... You can, I mean, there's rhetorical ways you can twist around. You can go, well, you wouldn't want me to lie, would you? And I was, I was living a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you want me to be brave, don't you? And they'll be like, not brave like this. Mm-hmm. This isn't brave. This is disgusting. And you'll go, it's not disgusting. It's who I am. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, it doesn't really seem like he's going to win this one. I doubt he's going to win it with his mom. No. I mean, come on. The Christian, I mean, she's That's just, just ignorant bullshit. Just not, not going to win it because that the religion is what it's one thing to be, to just be kind of like freaked out mm-hmm. by homosexuality, which is what it sounds like his dad is. Mm-hmm. Like he's still getting used to, you know, just people being gay and people being openly gay. Uh, I mean, it's fucking 2012. Dad will adjust. You know, dad he's, will, that's maybe never going to be marching in a parade, but dad will adjust yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah, he'll adjust and he'll be fine. That's what it sounds like. But the mom, she's probably going to say some real hurtful shit. Yeah, well, because she was raised in the very ignorant-ass church where they told, you know, for first of all, they're like, hey, want to hear this fairy tale? Use it to justify everything that you do. Oh, no, but it has to be this version of the fairy tale. Snow White can't wear a red dress. Snow White has to wear a pink dress. Otherwise, you go to hell. Yeah. So you got that going on, first of all. Then you got the other part that's like, not only does Snow White have to wear the pink dress, but also if Snow White has dimples, then you're going to hell. But if Snow White doesn't have dimples, then you're going to heaven. Mm. It's very specific is what I'm trying to say here through my jumbly bumbly talk. (laughs) And I am high on rocket fuel. But like, 
Yeah, mom's probably going to say some stupid shit. She's been raised to hate a certain type of people in order to feel better about herself. Um, And and so that's her programming, and it sucks. Um, I'm not the type to be like, just forgive and just let her be, man. I think it's fine for you to argue with her. The point is, though, that you need to understand is that she's been indoctrinated since birth with this bullshit. And when you've been indoctrinated since birth with a particular belief system, it's going to take a lot to change your mind if it's even possible. I wouldn't try to change your mind. I would just be like, Mom, you can love me for who I am or not. But, you know, this is who I am. And I'm a good person. And, I'm, and you know, plenty of other things about you. You're smart. You're creative. You're this. You're that. Maybe you're good at football. I don't know. Um, but, it, you know, if, if she's going to let this thing tear apart your relationship, that's really her loss. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I mean, whatever she says, just let it. I know it's going to be hard, but let it roll off your back. You know, like like water over a duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let it. Just ro- let it roll off. Don't listen to. I mean, you can listen to it, but don't take it to heart. Don't internalize. You know, don't don't internalize it. She can tell you you're going to hell as much as she wants. Guess what? Hell doesn't exist. Yep. Heaven doesn't exist. It's it's all bullshit. It's made up. It's all made up, you know, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I'm not going to, you know, knock, you know, knock completely. Some people need it. uh, But it sounds like you don't. Uh, And all that shit is just going to be used to make you feel bad about yourself and and to make you feel, you know, like it's, you know, it's and it's going to make you feel like, you know, they, they try to make, you know, gay people feel subhuman, you know. Thank you, Santorum. Uh, mm, and like it, it's mm, tasty Santorum. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, she's going to try to make you feel like shit. Don't let her. I mean, if there is a God, right? First of all, I don't, I mean, why would, like, what evidence, what actual evidence is there that, that God um, hates gays any more than God hates everybody else? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe God hates gays, but I'll tell you, if God hates gays, God fucking hates everybody. Because look at the bad shit that happens to people, you know. And and, Or maybe God loves gays and loves everybody because look at the good shit that happens to people. It really seems like if if there is a God, he or she is playing Russian roulette in terms of what he or she (laughs) likes and dislikes. Because a lot of random bad shit happens and a lot of random good shit happens. So I I just don't think that it's, it's worth your time. And you know what? If we die and it turns out that everybody else... Or, you know, that, that the Jesus freaks were correct and that we go to hell. Well, we'll just have to deal with that. <laughs> and, you know, your mom is in hell already if she's going to be a prisoner of, of her hate and allow that to divorce her from her son. Then, and I'm not saying she is, but, you know, you can tell her that, too. You can be like, Mom, you're, you're creating your own hell right here on earth yeah. with, you, with your hate and your anger. Like, I'm your son. I love you. I'm here for you. I would be be the same for me. Yeah, use the power of love. Love <laughs> if she's love. you know because all that stuff. I mean, it's it's based on hate. It's based on fear. Mm, yeah, uh, a lot of fear. Yeah, a lot of fear. A lot of hate. Um, a lot of self doubt. You know, people who just don't accept human sexuality for the fluid thing that it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally fluid. <laughs> Santorum. <laughs> Again, Santorum. Again. Have you ever ex- have you ever seen Santorum in person? No, I have. You have? Yeah. Your own? Well, I don't know if it's my own because it's not. I mean, is it mine? If because uh, I didn't make the cum. It's your feces. Well, I no. Just, Santorum is a mix. Is it's the mix of lube and feces. Well, I assume that some of the latter. Was, I, mean, I didn't see it. Yeah. But I've seen, you know, 
what goes up must come down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. I'm going to run for public office one day. <laughs> my therapist, who I think doesn't understand my comedy and is afraid of my comedy and thinks that I'm crazy, yeah. uh, which isn't the most encouraging feeling. Um, <laughs> but I do That's like That's why her. I switched to uh, psychiatrist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Found one that actually accepts what I do. Comedy. Comedy, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I do... It's actually funny as well. She did come out with some, some stuff the other week that I thought was quite... quite um, quite insightful i mean she you know she is good really good at what she does i just think i freak her out but she um she said to me like don't you get worried that because you expose yourself so much emotionally reasonable question to ask yes and you know she looked at some videos i had online and she was just like shocked and she was like you were talking about real serious upsetting stuff and the audience was laughing and i was like i know that was the point i'm a comedian and i try to find laughter in the darkness she was like but don't you it's just very foreign to her because and sensibly so she's like why wouldn't you want to not keep it a secret but keep it private so that you can work on on your stuff and deal with it why would you want hold it up for public consumption it's not entertainment it's and she's you know i understand where she's coming from um this would be one of those times Hmm. like me talking about having had come in my butthole (laughs) would be a time when she would go what are you doing yeah and what i said to her then is what i'll say now which is you know i'm never going to run for public office yeah me neither i'm just not going to like i'm going to write and do weird shit and you know what Uh, As far as getting a job in an office or a store, most of the time they don't give a shit if you've got freaky side activities as long as you, like, do your work. Exactly. And the types of jobs that me and you are going to get are going to be the types of jobs where those things are perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I I work for weirdo websites and shit. Yeah. I work at the Creek in the Cave, for fuck's sake. Come on. This place (laughs) is a den of iniquity. (laughs) It's a goddamn orgy. You don't even know the bad, the terrible things that have happened in this studio. I do know. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you do You've know. gotten blowjobs in this studio. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten laid in this studio. Have you fucked in this studio? I have. Did you fuck on this chair? I fucked on that table. But it's wobbly. Did you put a napkin under it? Uh, Did well, you I mean, put I wasn't. Sugar packets under the bottom? <laughs> I wasn't really concerned with the uh, sugar packets. Was it both of the tables? Put because oh, right. oh, you it know was... what? Let wait. wait ra- <laughs> radio is not a visual medium. Let's let's get into this. So, um, what I'm sitting there are two tables in here. They're pushed up together, and the they're little. They're little. Um, you know, they're little card tables, little cafe tables. You might it's a it's a little bit bigger than say um, your TV tray tables that you might have while you're you're watching the game and having some wings they're about two feet by two feet yeah or that they're square (laughs) but they're wobbly did you was it one of them oh i mean it was very it was both did you lay on them laid on them yeah that's so uncomfortable i I, I don't know that's so uncomfortable well, I mean, it was uh, it was there was laying, and then there was sitting, and there was there was a lot of different things going on. Did all you guys once. do a doggy style on these on this table? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, not well, like getting not getting that up on the table, but girl, like you were leaning standing over. Man, this is a really good memory. I'm glad oh. I'm reliving this right now. I'm reliving your memory that I haven't had, <laughs> and I'm just thinking about the discomfort. <laughs> And I'm very concerned about how wobbly everything is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't really worry about the wobbliness all the time. I want to throw some sugar packets under it. (laughs) And I just want everything to be okay for everyone. Yes. Well, I think, uh, Nick Cave, you know, I think we've given you some solid advice. And, you know, just make sure that you, no matter what, you keep listening to not just us, but, like, cool podcasts. 
you know, musicians, I don't know if you're into Gaga, but I do love the message she puts across about loving yourself and accepting yourself and stuff like that. Like, seek out artists. I don't fucking care if there's an athlete who for some goddamn reason is actually cool and is very accepting of gays, not Tim Tebow. Um, <laughs> who, whatever, you, like, keep keep seeking out people you admire or people you can at least respect who accept the gays and even celebrate the gays. Keep doing that. And it seems like your friends are extremely, extremely supportive of this. You know, that they sound great. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, yeah, you're... You're gonna be fine. You're yeah. Like let, let me tell you this much: you are doing better than the vast majority of gay teens out there. Oh my god, yeah. Like the vast majority, and the, definitely the vast majority of gay teens in Texas. Oh god, yeah. very brave of you. Yeah, very very awesome. Like I mean, we don't really know where in in Texas he is, uh, and it's a gigantic fucking state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're doing good, kid. Keep on keeping on. You're doing good, kiddo. We think you're great. So you want to do uh, this week's other human activity? Um, Actually, I want to, you know, should we or should we do? You know, actually, let's go ahead and let's just do all letter. letters this week. The yeah. letter, yeah, because the letter is of pressing, of a pressing nature. Very important. And we should, we should give this guy a different name, too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's name him Archie. Archie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is from Archie. Hey, guys. Or do you want to read this one? No, you read it. I like when you read it, and I'm lazy, too. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I find myself involved in a very uncomfortable situation, and I need your advice. A little background. I have been divorced for three years and recently went on a date with my ex-wife. Hot. Yeah, not bad. Things started to get hot and heavy. Oh, this dude's like me. I hang on to exes, though. This can be problematic. Yeah, I know, it's very bad for you. Yes. (laughs) And I've told you this a million. Never mind. Marcus gave me a big talking (laughs) to today. He's just like, nope, that's a bad idea. Whoop, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Oh, awful idea. It's what my father calls a come to Jesus talk. Yeah. Yeah. You've been giving me those lately. It's good. I don't necessarily pay like pay I pay attention. You pay attention to about three fourths of it. I don't obey all of it, <laughs> but I think it's a really good idea and I should obey it. Of course. <sighs> Alright, so continuing. Uh thanks sir to get hot and heavy, and I realized we were gonna do the horizontal bone dance. Nice. As things progressed, I took the time to explain that I cared about her, but I didn't want to be involved with her if she was involved with other people, and she assured me she wasn't. It well, wasn't involved with other people. And turns out she was. Okay. In fact, she's involved with a man who told her he was single and he's not. He's married. In fact, he is married and fucking my ex, but is also fucking at least one other woman, and he gave my ex chlamydia <gasps> and gonorrhea. <gasps> And she gave it to me. Oh, no! Uh, And my ex doesn't know she's infected yet. My ex has tried to explain that she isn't involved with a guy anymore, although she hasn't told him that she knows that he's married, and they text each other often. Uh, Question, what is the etiquette for handling this situation? All right, all right. All right. <laughs> All right, Archie. All right, let's go with the bare minimum because sometimes we got to take baby steps and just deal with the as my uh my, one of my ex-boyfriends, oh, there's like 18 of them, but one of them says, he says, and this I I do believe is is good common sense, prioritize your neuroses. Yeah. You can't worry about everything all at once. If you try, you'll never get anything done. So he says, "Listen, I'll, I'll be like, and this is he'll go, "Sir, prioritize your neuroses. Pick the most important thing." deal with it yes okay um so the most important thing is health your your health and safety and this woman's health and safety now she unwittingly endangered your health and safety uh that's a risk we all take and it sucks and it's scary Uh, you shouldn't be mad at her you certainly don't sound like you're mad at her no but um 
she needs to know because as I said, and I, I emailed Archie this right away because it was important to me as, as a female that, that you know, and just as a, a common sense person, I said, tell her right away because things like gonorrhea and chlamydia, sexually transmitted infections, are can be more problematic for women than for men. Because yeah. for us, we're not just worried about, you know, oh, I don't know, death. <laughs> um, we're not just worried about discomfort, but we also have to worry about infertility. And yeah. that can be a devastating thing for a woman. Also, um, you know, when it comes to a lady, if she's got, you know, HPV, for example, that can be high risk for cervical cancer and things like that. So it's it's very important. And I say this as someone who's totally due for a gyno check, and I need to go, actually, wait, I have... I have have one scheduled. Ooh, I need to change the date. But I have one scheduled. <laughs> I do have one scheduled. I need to call the doc and reschedule. But um, I have one scheduled for this month. Oh, good. Um, you you gotta you know you gotta do you gotta go it. You, you got I don't care if you have to take a shot first, ladies. Uh, and I mean a shot of of tequila. Yeah. Which is what my friend would do before she went and got her pussy waxed. She would get take a <laughs> shot of tequila at the bar next to the waxing place. <laughs> Everyone knew at the salon, no one cared. They yeah. were like, yeah, lots of people do that. We recommend it. Um, even if you need to, like, do a shot of tequila before you get in those stirrups, be sure to brush your teeth so you don't stink like booze. Mm-hmm. And get in those stirrups and maybe start giggling. Maybe it'll just be ticklish. <laughs> but do what you need to do. Learn some breathing exercises. you got some friends who do yoga. Ask them about some calming breathing exercise. Breathe in for four. Hold for four. Breathe out for eight. Breathe in for four. Hold for seven. Breathe out for eight. I like that one, the four, seven, eight breath. That's a good Whatever one. you need to goddamn do, but go and get checked. And Archie, you got to tell her because this could be ravaging her insides. And you know, it, if she's still, if she's still going to be with the married guy, she's still into him. Whatever. I mean, look, as a woman who makes plenty of terrible romantic decisions, I can tell you that um, there's a whole world of reasons, a sticky web of rationale behind the choices that that she has made, and you can't untangle it. And sometimes even what seems to you like a bad choice isn't such a bad choice for her, even though it probably is. Yeah. Um, she may, she's right now probably learning a lesson that she needs to learn, and that she may take the the lesson with her for the rest of her life. And you may be a part of that lesson because of being a good friend and going listen. I caught these bugs. I'm pretty sure they were from you. You need to go get checked out right away. It sounds like he knows that. Uh, it sounds like that this is the only woman that he's slept with mm-hmm. in a while. You know, I think he's. Uh, it sounds like he's about hundred percent positive came from her. Yeah, yeah, and she needs to go and get checked out. And um, all of you need to go and get checked out. By the way, we. I need to get checked out. Everybody needs to get checked out. I got tested about six months ago. Clean, How's it going? Clean bill of health. Awesome. Oh, Good yeah. for you. No hell, it was like a. Uh, four months ago, something like that. Yeah, and haven't gone bareback since. And so you got, I know I'm. I know I'm still fine. You gotta ask when you go too, because they don't automatically do everything. I have a friend who just found out she has high risk HPV. Real, and she's trying to, you know, have a family, so it's scary for her. I have a bunch of friends who are trying to like reproduce now, which is so weird to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But um, I mean, like, I'm happy for you, but I don't get it. But anyway, this one friend of mine. Um, she has this excellent gyno um, right here in New York City, 
But she, when she said, you can't just say, I want to get tested for everything. There's no one test that tests for everything. There are different tests. Yeah. So like when you get your, you go in and, and they do a pap smear, that looks at certain, that can detect certain irregularities. But that's not a blood test. You know, that's not going to test, that's not going to show if you have HIV, God forbid, or something else. Hepatitis mm-hmm. is another one that people need. That's the, that's like the one STD that kind of gets goes under the wayside. It's hepatitis People C. are all like, Ev's hep. Yeah, <laughs> and hep is some bad shit. Yeah, I have a friend really whose bad. mom had to had to do treatment that was not unlike cancer treatment. Yeah. She just had the hep for so long and, and hadn't known, hadn't been getting it checked and hadn't been managing it. And Nothing ca- like no symptoms sometimes don't show up for literally decades. Mm-hmm. And men, more often men are asymptomatic than women, yeah. I think. No, it, it's that's true. Yeah, We've just got more stuff that, you know, we've got more nooks and crannies like a Thomas's English muffin. <laughs> There's where, a lot of shit going on in the oh, woman. Yeah. Yeah, where thing you can you can just crawl up in there and you can just snuggle down if you're a virus of some kind or some kind of fucked up bacteria. God, now I'm getting freaked out and I'm convincing myself that I have some sort of disease. <laughs> I don't think you have a disease. I hope not. Because I know all of the people that you've slept with recently and they all seem pretty clean. Yeah, I mean, they all take showers together <laughs> because they're gay in a bathhouse. Doo-doo-bye. So you've been sleeping with uh, hairy Ukrainian men? Yeah, I've been sleeping with gay bathhouse men, (laughs) and that's what the fuck has been happening. Um... Yeah. Oh man, I gotta go get I gotta go get my junk all looked at and stuff because this is freaking me out. Yeah, you guys gotta. I mean, I mean, with me, it's like penis, scrotum, testicles. That's it. With you, you got you know you got your vulva, you got your clitoris. Yep, got that. You got your uterus. Yep. You got cervix. Cervix, which is like the 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 gateway Mm -hmm. between the uterus and the vagina. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff going on. Vagina itself, and uh, everyone know out there buttholes uh, too. (laughs) You gotta get your butthole looked at. You can get some junk in there. Sorry, but it's true. If you, uh, especially if you're a woman and you don't have enough money to go to a gynecologist, Mm -hmm. if you don't have health insurance or anything like that, most major metropolitan areas have free clinics that you can go to. Yeah, see, Uh, you got a Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and it'll. And you'll, I mean, it's going to be a day. You're going to, it's going to, because it's first come, first serve. Go as early as you possibly can, because otherwise you're going to, I think, whenever I got tested, I think I waited for, like, the whole thing took, I think, like, three or four hours. Bring a book. Bring a book. And bring your iPod. And go to, um, and if you live, you know, if, I mean, we're, we are in a very populous metro area, you know, 12 million people in the metropolitan New York area, which counts like the, the states around us, um, the sort of nearby commuter areas. But, you know, if it it may be slower or excuse me, faster if you're in a less populous area, but yeah, go. And I went to Chelsea, which there's the gayest place. A lot of people getting tested for AIDS. Did you go to gay men's health crisis? Uh, did I? I can't remember. You might have gone to the Audrey Lord Clinic. Is there? I, I think There's that might have clinics there. Yeah, I think it might have been. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. The girl I got tested with picked it out. Oh, that's uh, so sweet that you guys went and got tested together. Oh yeah, that's and I would recommend that to just about. I mean, almost yeah. Everybody out there, if you're, you know, of course you should start off completely with condoms together, uh, and then once the girl gets on some form of birth control, whether you know, I mean, there's a ton of different kinds, but she wants to get on some kind of birth control. If you want to go bareback, go and get tested together mm-hmm. at a clinic because one, 
it's kind of romantic to tell you the, to tell you the truth. It's 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 kind of romantic. It's a nice little romantic John, uh, and uh, two, um, it's just I mean it's just a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's so you don't wind up with situations in a situation like, like Archie's. Archie's. Yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So getting and, getting tested is a, a very very good thing, especially if you're you know as sexually active as we are. And remember that it's very important that like okay so. Let's say you're listening and you're like, well, if, if I've been with my girl for three years, you go find out she has HPV and you don't. And you're like, oh, she cheated on me. Not true. No. Not necessarily true. Because, um, you, like I said, you can be asymptomatic. Men and women both can be asymptomatic. And it is true that um, sometimes you get lucky when you get lucky and um, that it's not passed on. Sometimes it's not. I mean, there are people who have gone into relationships where one partner is HIV, the other one doesn't. And, you know, the one of them doesn't get it. That's exciting. I'm, I don't know any statistics on that. And I, I no fucking way should you like gamble with that. I'm no. just saying, like, if you get lucky for some reason and and it hasn't happened, um, just know that don't don't go like blaming or trying to slut shame. I had somebody uh, and it didn't have to do with an STD, but I had somebody do some some slut shaming on me recently that felt really bad. Um, just you know, getting on me for some choices that I had made and being a real asshole about it, trying to like guilt me and stuff. And this is even more, I think, important to not do to somebody when health is at stake. So if you find out that your girl or your guy has a sexually transmitted infection, A, be respectful. Don't call them a hoe. And B, don't automatically assume that they cheated or something Mm -hmm. because it's not... It's not necessarily true. And also, HPV is so common, particularly HPV, yeah. is so common. And all these other things are more common. Now, I don't know about HIV, but all the other ones are more common on, for example, college campuses mm-hmm. than in the general population. Oh, yeah. I got chlamydia twice in college. What? Yeah. What well, do you take for that? Uh, antibiotics. Because it's a, is it a bacterial infection? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. I mean, it gets cleared up. Uh, is that too the clap? Sweet. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, here's the terrible thing, though, is that uh, certain strains of chlamydia and gonorrhea are getting extremely Stronger. strong, really strong, and really adapting oh, to antibiotics. resistant. Yeah, so it's possible that in the future, gonorrhea and chlamydia could be a lot worse oh. than, than they are now. Because right now, it just burns whenever you pee. That's you're like, World eh. War or World War Two. Like I was in a, I was in a skank house in Paris. <laughs> well, in a, I went to school at a Texas Tech University in a Lubbock, Texas, uh, and Lubbock has uh, the highest concentration of STDs of any other town. The highest concentration concentration of SCDs and the highest uh, teen pregnancy rate in all of America. I refuse to believe it. The, and it's abstinence. The Dixie chicks are from there, and I refuse to believe it. <laughs> and it's, of course, uh, the uh, it's all abstinence-only education. There's actually there's a great documentary called The Education of Shelby Knox about Oh, yes, and Shelby Knox is now uh, a tweeter, and she's a big mm-hmm. old feminist. Yeah, she's uh, that's Lubbock. Like, it's about her. Wow. Uh, she went to Lubbock High, and it's about her uh, I guess fight against, you know, for like sex education in schools because just Lubbock is so fucked up whenever it comes to all that. It's a, it's a, it is a case study in how abstinence only education does not work. Mm-hmm. And like how it's the worst thing you could possibly do to teenagers. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, which they, and you know, it's a, the terrible things that I kind of get a 
a feeling that a lot of our teenage listeners, sometimes I get the feeling that we are their sex education teachers. I think we are. <laughs> like, and that makes that makes me feel both good and weird at, yeah. all at the same time. It's a weird responsibility to have. I mean, you heard just now, I, I didn't realize that chlamydia was bacterial, you know, so just, just know when you're listening, me and Marcus aren't doctors or anything, and we're not even, I mean, I used to be a high school English teacher, but <laughs> we're not, I mean, I'm not certified in the state of New York, like, no. I, we're not... We're we're just we're basically awesome people who <laughs> ask a lot shit. of questions and care. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, I would recommend if you're looking for good information, I'd go to PlannedParenthood.org. I would also check out the National Institutes of Health if you Google NIH. Um, that is, you know, that's government-run stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, based in Atlanta, that's, of course, government-run as well. Their website has some great information. And Mayo Clinic, I think it's mayoclinic.org or .com, I forget, M-A-Y-O, they have some really solid info that's very trustworthy. Because, I, look, I don't know much about WebMD. I don't. I certainly don't know about you. I don't want you going on Wikipedia or no. just Google image searching shit. <laughs> Go to some, like, reliable places that are backed up by, like, millions or even billions of dollars in funding. Yeah. Planned Parenthood, I think, is your absolute best place to go. Yeah, go to the Planned P, which they could use billions. They've got millions, but not enough millions. So yeah. Yeah, go to the Planned P and check that out. And hopefully you've got a Planned Parenthood in, in your region. But um, they've also got Planned Parenthood has a site that I believe is called Teen Wire, which is particularly for teens. And if you are a teenager, that would be a great place for you to go and look. Mm-hmm. Well, how long have we been talking for, Marcus? We've been talking for almost an hour. It's like, what are we Awesome. <laughs> well, Marcus and I had a reveal that we were going to talk about, but I feel like maybe we can talk about it on another episode. It I doesn't think we have can. to be episode 40 either. It doesn't. No. We were going to do it on episode 30, but I feel like we can talk about it. We could do it on like episode 33. We could do that. We could do it any, literally any episode. There's literally nothing stopping us. Episode. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes my butt tingle. But to it's, think a, about it's it. a big one. It's a big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the it's like lost is all in the mind of an autistic kid. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Marcus and I doing a big reveal. If you have questions or guesses as to what said reveal is, yeah. uh, or if you have questions about anything um, to do with sex or other human activities, you need some advice on sex and relationships. Um, or, you know, if you want advice on, heck, anything, that'd be kind of yeah. neat. We specialize in sex and love, but we're willing to listen to whatever. Um Give us an email, sarah at sarahbenincasa.com, S-A-R-A at sarahbenincasa.com. I also want to let you know that my book, Agora Fabulous, oh my God, oh, so nervous. It's getting oh, close. Getting close. It's, it's, uh, what is, it's, it's a month and 10 days away. The book comes out, and I go on tour. Um, I am going to be on tour in Clinton, New Jersey, Los Angeles, California, Boston, Massachusetts, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina, Portland, Oregon, and Denver, Colorado. And I would really love to see you in those places. Go to sarahbenincasa.com slash shows to see where I'll be, probably at your local indie bookstore. Oh, also in Austin. Forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be doing something at South by Southwest on March 9th. But um, in addition... Uh, go to sarahbenincasa.com slash the book and you can pre-order it. We've got a really neat pre-order offer now on my website, which is running just as of today. And by the time you hear this, it'll definitely be up. So what you will see there is that for uh, $45, um, you can get a personalized signed copy of my book, a awesome tote bag with my face on it, 
a bottle of crazy pills. <laughs> well, no, there's no pills in them. But um, a, bot- <laughs> a medicine bottle for me to use so that you can put your own crazy pills in them. And a personalized valentine. And that is all real and it's happening and we're working with a merchandising company to do it. So it's like actual factual shit that will get to you. And somebody else is mailing it, not me. I know I missed some of you in some previous giveaways. Um, but we're paying a company to do it. So um, check it out, sarahbenincasa.com and sarahbenincasa.com slash the book. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to go to cavecomedyradio.com, at Sarah J. Benincasa, at Marcus Parks. At Cave Comedy Radio. Um, and creeklic.com. Well, who knows when what more secrets will be revealed, but uh, good luck to Archie and Nick Cave, and good luck to everybody who's listening. And hey, happy fucking New Year, huh? Yeah, happy New Year, 2012. It's going to be an amazing year. Oh, it is. It's oh, man, I've got to say, this is going to be uh, 2012, until the entire collapse of Western civilization comes, uh, which is coming, by the way, yep. kids. Prepare, get mm-hmm. your uh, bottled water and canned goods now. Yep. Uh, but uh, up until that, happens this year is going to be fucking fantastic and thank you so much to everyone out there who listens to cave comedy radio and sends uh great emails and uh comments on all the facebook posts and all that thank you so much for listening you guys have no idea how amazing it feels to have people listening to this weird little experiment that uh we started back in june Mm -hmm. uh and it yeah thank you so 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 much. You have no idea how much it means to me. Oh, and yeah. And to all of us. And also, you can give us money. Yeah, you can give us money. You can donate. <laughs> yeah. And and that's at, that's at uh, cavecomedyradio.com slash sex and other human activities. Yep. And also, another way of donating to us is actually to buy. We get a little bit of a kickback from some. We get a very a, a nice percentage. Not It's not all of it, but we get a, a percentage of some sales from sexcusemoi.com. So if you order from sexcusemoi.com, use S-A-R-A uh, at the register and we'll we'll get a little kickback from it and you'll get 20% off so that's pretty fucking great all right till next time kids bye-bye goodbye